Hello and welcome to another episode of the Park Rush podcast. I'm your host today, Josh. With me, as always, Tom. Hello there. Um, this is a theme park podcast. It sure is. And it's a trip report on this occasion. Trip report this time, yeah. Which, as the name suggests, is where we have been on a trip it is. to a theme park and report back to you, the listeners. Tom. Yes. You, I... Yes. And Abby, who isn't here, but... No. Uh, he's not dead. He's not here. Yeah, just, well... Just yeah. to be clear. We're seeing him later, actually. In- indeed we are. Uh, went to Disneyland Paris. Yes. Uh, last week. Yeah, last week we had our um, Disneyland... Or was it Park... What, what are they? Disneyland Disney- Paris. They still call that They just park- call it Disneyland Paris. Yeah. Okay. So we did the, the, the main Disneyland Paris Park in a yeah. trip report last week, but we decided to break off Walt Disney Studios Park because it is um, it's quite a bit smaller than the main park, but it's big enough to warrant its own episode, and it will also give us a little bit of time, perhaps at the start here, just to talk briefly also about our sort of overall resort experience. Yes. Because we went for a couple of days, and we were solely in the Disney resort. It wasn't sort of, oh, we're in Paris, and we just happened to go to Disneyland. No, we, we went specifically. Went specifically to Disneyland and stayed... I guess before we dive in to the park at Davy Crockett Ranch. Yeah, Ranch de Davy Crockett. We. Oui. Uh, what did you think of Davy Crockett's Ranch? I, I mean, should we? Shall I describe Davy Crockett's Ranch before? Sure, go sure. ahead. So Davy Crockett's Ranch, unlike most hotels, um, has sort of a main campus area where you have your check-in and your restaurant and your little gift shop, and then your, all of your them, pub. Your pub, of course. Uh, and then off of that, you have lots of cabins, and the cabins are sort of in sections. There's like 50-odd cabins in each section, uh, and that is where you stay, away from the main area, rather than all being in one big building. You're in a little cabin in the woods. Yeah, and depending on which cabin you're in, it can actually be a fair... I mean, for us, it was like a decent walk back to yeah the main reception and where the restaurant was and the pub. Yeah, um, And obviously, in the morning... The restaurant is somewhere you could have dinner. It was a buffet. We we yeah. ate there on the first night, and I thought it was pretty good actually. Yeah, um, excellent puddings mm. uh, for sure. And uh, we also went to the pub there a couple of times. I liked the vibe a lot there actually. It was it was very pleasant. Yes. In fact, the whole the whole vibe of the place really it feels like uh, an extension of Frontierland. Yes. Um, in good terms shouts. of sort of classic Disney. It it definitely has that sort of uh, North American Wild West feel, yep. which I really liked. Uh, it, it did feel like you were out in the middle of nowhere, um, which is not something you associate at all with any hotel, really, let alone a Disney hotel. You sort of when when I think of a Disney hotel, and until this visit, I'd never stayed at one. I, I thought of it being very much as like you can't get away from the Disney. Yeah. You open your you open your bedroom door, and there's Mickey Mouse, and yeah. like hey everyone. Have some croissant or whatever, but it wasn't like that at all. It was very much like once you got to your cabin, especially even though there were other cabins next door and yeah, cars you would see parked outside and stuff. It didn't feel like we were in the middle of this very manufactured theme park no. experience. It felt surprisingly genuine as a sort of wilderness ranch. Yeah. 
the cabin still had, uh, you know, power, had a TV, had a... Yeah, yeah, had, we didn't have Bunsen burners out. No, had, had, had all the kitchen Bunsen appliances burners, that you need. that's not what I mean, is no. it? That's science. Like um, camp stove. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> Shows how much I know about camp. Going to the tree. Going well, to the who's forest got the Bunsen trees. burner? Yeah. Uh, there was a barbecue outside that we could have used if it was, you know, the height of summer. Yes. We had fancied doing that. Yeah. Uh, for breakfast, I, I took a walk yeah. down to the you entrance like to the, our little... You were the dad of the group. I was. You went and collected our, our packed breakfast yeah. all in a little paper bag. You um, and you and Abby were still in bed when I had certainly got up, I got mean, like, I don't know, and... Abby is a hard man to get out of bed. Yes. I think it's fair to say, and he's not here to defend himself, so I will say it. <laughs> and, um, yes, so it was very much down to you to go and get the breakfast, which was, like, constituted of, I think, a yoghurt... A croissant, because of course, yeah, and maybe a slightly stale baguette. Yes, um, yeah, plenty of coffee, so I was fine. Some like Nutella and some jams. That's right. Yeah, yeah. so it was very simple stuff, yeah, really. Tea. But um, overall, I mean, I don't want to sound like a uh, a Disney rep here, but for the money, I was very happy with. Yeah, the, Disneyland the Paris whole experience can of, be very reasonably priced if you shop out a deal. Yeah. And if you're willing to go to the ranch, yes. rather than let's say yeah. the hotel in front of the park, I think uh, one of the things that people pe- puts people off the ranch is how far it is. Uh, you have to drive to the parks. Mm. Obviously, we get free parking, so and there's a new flyover that's literally just got built a week before we went. Oh wow! Finished. I didn't know that. Otherwise, when we left the park, we'd have had to go onto the motorway, go to the next junction, and then come back on ourselves to get to the ranch. Whereas we just drove straight across. Yeah, it was about a minute or yeah. two, really. It was great. Yeah, I, I was very impressed with the ranch. I enjoyed it a lot. I would happily go back there uh, if and when I returned to Disneyland Paris. I would I would happily stay at the ranch. So, talking about the parks then, when you arrive, it's... I, I guess, actually, the closest point of comparison for me for actual arrival at the parks was... Universal Florida, where you have sort of a grand entrance to the entrances. Yeah. So you get to a point where you can almost choose, all right, are we going to what they call Disney Village? Yep. Um, which is kind of like their downtown Disney equivalent. Disney Springs. Slash City Walk or whatever. City Walk, yeah. And then you have um, the, the two parks, which are Walt Disney Studios, which we're going to talk about in more detail, and Disneyland Paris. Um, I guess we can quickly touch on the downtown Disney Area. Disney Village. Disney Village, sorry. Village um, to Disney. We spent a little bit of time there. We, um, Well, we basically walked around a little bit. Yeah, we walked had up a, and down, had a drink. Most importantly of all, though, brilliant art shop. My favourite part of Disney Springs, Florida, is the art of Disney shop. There's a, one in Epcot as well, which is also great. Yes. And, um, yeah, a very, a very good art shop. Yeah. I wish I had the money to really indulge. Um, yeah. Because I would just line most of my house with... Disney theme park art. Decent world of Disney in there as well. Yeah. Which is always good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, all your sort of usual Disney restaurants that you would expect to find, such as the Rainforest Cafe. Yeah. Um, and uh, we ended up going in a sports bar at the end of one of our visits to which the parks, which was... Decent which sports was, bar. Which was decent as well, yeah. So it seems I have a live events down there. They had the, the like, car slash 80s rock music. Yeah. Like 
yeah. thing going on, which was kind of cool. I guess the only it was a it was an overall a nice vibe. The only thing that kind of killed it for me, and this is a, an unfortunate indicator as to the state of the world, specifically France, is that when you get there, it's kind of strange, isn't it? Because it's like a public train station. Yes. So that you know locals or people from out slightly outside can just get to the parks pretty easily, and because of you know the state of the world, as I say, you have you know armed guard walking around with these massive assault rifles yeah and you just kind of like it takes you out of it slightly they're not dressed up as uh disney cast members put it that way no. they are just straight up the army and, and like alongside that you have there are homeless people yeah like bus street buskers trying to yeah. you know get, people trying get, to sell different size awful towers to you yeah it's a bit strange people trying to you know steal your ticket or not steal them but like buy your just used tickets mm. it's kind of odd it is a little bit strange but once you are uh, through the turnstiles of whichever park you choose, you are within, as I like to put it, the purple lampposts. Yep. Um, Disney which, proper. Which is like, you're safe here now. You yep. are inside Le Disney. Mm. And um, as I said, uh, Walt Disney Studios Park was the first one we went to. And when you go in, it's it's a strange entrance, isn't it? Because you have sort of a little outdoors bit where you've got like a nice ornate fountain. Yeah, it's a nice, lovely um, fountain. There's some uh, shops on either side. Yeah. And your, your services and your... Uh, your pickup place, mm. but then sort of what you might think of as being like the Hollywood Plaza entrance, or um, you know, when you go into uh, MGM and it feels very sort of like I'm in Hollywood. I'm walking down this yeah. Hollywood street, oh, and then the park opens Hollywood. up. Yeah, and it's the same at Universal Studios. Yeah, but in here that entrance is indoors. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting style they've gone for. It's like you're walking into a studio building. Studio One, they literally call it Studio One. Oh. And inside there is uh, shops and there's some restaurants, uh, quick service areas. You walk through there and out the other side and you're into the park proper. Yeah. Uh, Controversially, first thing you see, Walt and Mickey. Yeah. They are in studios, yeah. not in Le Parc de Disneyland. Yeah. What do you uh, make of that? Partners being not in the main park. Hmm. I don't know. It's, uh, it feels controversial. It does. Uh, I wasn't quite sure what to think of it upon arrival. I nearly turned around. I've got to be honest. But I like. But it's not nice, having this. Nice that it's there. Yeah. It's nice sure. to see it still. Kind of lends the place a bit of gravitas. Like, yes. No, we're taking this part seriously. Yeah. Walt is here. But they're not. But shouldn't be. Should he really? Yeah. Should he? Yeah. Should be in front of the castle. Yeah. Let's be. Let's be real. But I. I mean, should we take a right or take a left? We've got the map in front of us here, Josh. We can take a right. I want to go left. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. Okay. Is this where the Marvel stuff was? It was. This is the, this is sort of the way we went first off, anyway. Okay. Marvel stuff was there when we went. The uh, was it the month of superheroes or uh, the summer of summer superheroes? Of super- Sorry. The, I guess the only real. I mean, the, it's weird, isn't it? Because they've got they've, Marvel's obviously a huge thing for Disney. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the cinema and um, TV and whatever. There's the, a new rides coming there's a ride at uh, California already replacement that... of the Terra Terra yeah um, you've got obviously Gun- which is Guardians Galaxy you've got Guardians Galaxy ride coming to Epcot mm-hmm. some stuff that we'll talk about a bit in a, like five seconds or so about Marvel coming to this park yeah um, but they had this summer of superheroes where yeah they had, so they had sort of a stage show out there which was of... both in French and English but yeah. like at certain times it was in French and certain times it was in English it was one of the weirdest things and you had doing the, both languages. The Avengers music playing and yeah. big like statues of Black Panther, Iron Man and Hulk. Yep. 
But I don't know, I guess I find it just a bit strange because Marvel, in terms of the movies, are kind of the biggest thing in the world. And yet I still feel like Disney parks haven't really taken advantage of it properly yet. And obviously in Florida, they've got this bizarre restriction where they basically can't do a lot. Yeah, I think that park license has really put a damper on what like, them going through the litigation and law of what the hell can they actually build and where. Mm. And, and they're building a big Marvel area in California, or they've started to... Do that, and, and they have no restrictions there in terms of what they can do, as far as I'm aware. So yeah. it's just Florida where they can't use certain characters, yeah, which unfortunately include like the ones most people really Spider-Man. care about. I mean, they're very fortunate in a way that people have been so receptive to people like the Guardians of the Galaxy who can have a presence in Florida because Universal don't give a shite yes. when they sign that deal and hand all those. Is it right that sort of a, if a hero has any sort of real representation at Universal whether it's a ride or even if they've just got like a cafe named after them yeah. they can't really be used yeah, at Disney so like in Captain a major America way can't be used um, I don't Spider-Man, think, Spider-Man obviously Man, Hulk uh, Doctor Doom mm. um, the X-Men yeah but so yeah they're kind of restricted aren't they yeah but in Paris they won't have any and they are eventually going to really go crazy yes with Marvel stuff yeah and part of it you were saying before we started recording was converting the rock and roller coaster. Yeah, so the um, whole uh, backlot area. So you've got Armageddon there, you've got the Blockbuster Cafe, you've got uh, what, is, what was known as Lights Motors Action at uh, MGM. It's called Motors Action, I don't know. French. Motors Action. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, French. Uh, but it's the same show. They're all going to go. Well,. All gonna go is you know, the Blockbuster Cafe is gonna be rebranded into a Marvel Cafe restaurant area. Armageddon's gonna get replaced by something new. They should just make it a shawarma place. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Light Motors Action is gonna go, and the Rock and Roller Coaster. The ride's gonna stay, but it's gonna get rebranded and re-themed. Uh, Jonas Brothers. Not the Jonas Brothers. Oh. Uh, although they are superheroes in my book. <laughs> yes. Uh, but as Iron Man. Oh, okay. Which could be cool because it means you still can have that rock element in there, that music element. Is it? It's Black Sabbath, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which would be really cool if they could still have that, you know, heritage of the rock and roller coaster. Yeah, definitely. In it, and I'm sure you know Robert Downey Jr. would probably do a. Robert Downey Jr. strikes me as someone who could do a really good pre-ride video. He's yes. just got that vibe. Like, yeah, yeah, he'd be into that. Yeah. Big paycheck, I'm sure you'd have to give him, but he would deliver. He would be like, yeah. I think they're all. Like and you, you have that Captain America skit in Spider Man, yeah, which is really cool. Yes, yeah, you could imagine like the Marvel actors being well on board for yeah. sort of getting involved with a lot of yeah. this nonsense. So I think where Light Motors Action is, they're going to rebrand. They're going to build a uh, Shield HQ there, uh-huh. sort of building, and there's going to be one of them. I don't know what they call it. The Hello uh, Kitty. You know, them, like plane helicopter things that they have. Oh yeah, I'm talking about the shield have, helicarriers. You, not the not the helicarrier, oh. not the big aircraft carrier that flies, but the oh, smaller. The, is it a Quinjet? The Quinjet. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Sounds cool. One of Sounds them. Sounds like a Marvel. They're gonna have one of them on the roof. Oh neat. Okay. Is yeah. there any suggestion about what kind of rides, other than the rebranded rock and roller coaster, they're gonna have? Not as far as I'm. I've seen. Um, I'd imagine there'll be some sort of simulatory mm. screen type ride in there. I mean, there's no real reason for them to not, but I wonder if they would at all consider what kind of Marvel rides have already been done by 
well, Universal specifically, and whether or not that would inform their decisions at all. Like, would they think, you know what, I can't be asked building a Spider-Man ride that will inevitably just get compared to their one, so let's not, and let's do something that can genuinely differentiate us. Yes. So, I don't know, um, a Doctor Strange ride or something like that. I mean, you think of all the mad visual effects of Doctor Strange could probably make for quite a cool yeah. theme park uh, Absolutely. experience. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But Rock and Roller Coaster, uh-huh. different intro to the ride. Yeah, so we're talking about what's actually there. What's actually right there now? now. Sorry, yeah. yeah, throwing it back to the actual ride that's there right now. Yeah, Rock and Roller Coaster, Avec, Aerosmith. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> I found the uh, sort of setup to be a little bit more half-assed. So in the Florida one, yeah, in the Florida one, they actually sort of tried to uh, justify why you're in this really fast stretch limo yeah. and it's oh we got your tickets to our show and it's almost ready to start you better get a move on here's this stretch limo that goes at 60 miles an hour upside down so the theming of this one is that you're at the gig already yeah and you're just being thrilled so hard that you is that right no you're part of the show oh there as the Aerosmith gig is going on you are on a roller coaster that goes that is actually like the theming is that you're on a roller coaster around the gig that's going on. Oh, right. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I guess the rest of this area, so uh, Light Motiers, Action, and uh, Armageddon. Armageddon was shut. They were both not open. We missed Light Motiers. Oh, we just missed yeah. it. Right. Um, so is that is that familiar? Is that similar to the to the car show that was at MGS? Uh, identical. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was designed to be a James Bond ride originally. Uh, or oh. show in both parks. I didn't know that. Designed both at the same time, and then uh, yeah, the licensing fell through. Yeah, well, because at the time it was MGM. Oh, of course. Uh, and then obviously all the licensing, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, the broccoli family pulled out. Right. Who owns James Bond? Uh-huh. So if we loop back round then and head back in the other direction, we come past the Tower of Terror. Yeah. Which I found brilliant because we went on it a couple of times. And uh, on one occasion, we had the, all, the, the whole pre-ride story and stuff. When you go into the room, the door's shut. And yeah. the guy's like, you're in the twilight zone. One time, it was in French. Yes. And then in the, in the other time, it was in English. Yeah. So we had a direct point of comparison. And we could try and sort of work out, you know, what you were saying in French. Because we'd heard it in English like a few hours before. And uh, They don't call it the twilight zone. They call it like the fourth dimension. Right. Or something like that. To me, is you know wind and you know aromas, mm. but whatever. Uh, rumors around that r- quickly. Well, you know Marvel stuff that whether that would get replaced by uh, the Guns of the Galaxy ride that's at California, mm. because this one is like the one that is in California rather than the one that's at uh, Florida. Okay, so tell me about the differences again. Uh, built on less space, so the ride, uh, the ride shaft at. Paris and California is you're in one lift shaft that goes up and down for all of it. Yeah. Whereas uh, at Florida, you are in one lift shaft for the sort of beginning part of the show, and then you go through into the drop shaft. Right. So there's a different. It's a different setup. Okay. Um, so is the is the Disneyland? Well, I guess the the MGM one is considered safe, maybe for that reason, but also yeah. of course because of the Marvel deal that we. Yeah, I've spoken about already. Territory being uh, in Florida, being the OG as well. Oh, okay. So, but the one in Paris is maybe a little more expendable. Yeah, but so far they've said it's not going. Okay. 
I mean, I, I, I loved it again. The theming, the pre-ride theming is like elite. As yes. far as I'm concerned, it is like right up there for pre-ride theming. Like every version of Tower of Terror, not just this one specifically. But this one matches it. You know, yep. it's, it's just as good. It's just as fun. It's just as still creepy, but in that really campy way that's kind of just makes me smile. One of the things I have to say, uh, which I did mention last week, mm. um, is that the staff, maybe not so much in keeping with the theme. Sure. Um, have, you know, laughing a lot and chatting. and mm. Whereas at Florida, I feel like they're very much... They're taking it seriously. Yeah, I'm... You know, I'm a creepy, creepy uh, dude concierge or, yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I agree actually, but um, the ride is still great fun. Yes. Um, there were so, a couple of creepy dudes that were taking it seriously, which I really liked. Yeah, there are a few. Yeah, there are a few, but they're 100. percent Yeah, I, they, you do get you know some of them who are just like, "Hey, everyone, welcome." Yeah, and you're like, uh, "Have fun." Yeah, theme parks. Theme parks. Woo. Um. So we then keep walking around. There's a couple of like show uh, areas that we didn't we, uh, explore. We actually really, had did we? lunch here. Oh, we did have lunch here, didn't we? We had a on the first day. We had yeah. the, the pretzel hot dog. Pretzel hot dog. Quite, quite nice. Quite nice. It was a hot, it was a frankfurter in a pretzel bun. Yeah. The woman was very apologetic by how busy and slow it was. Okay. And a you know semi French because she spoke better English than I spoke French. Okay. Which was very useful. They all do. Um, very useful indeed yeah and she was she could speak Spanish as well it was great so I was like listening to her having a conversation with a Spanish family at one point wow. and I can speak better Spanish than I can French so I picked up some of that conversation and then you've got the walk the art of Disney animation which we didn't go in but I assume is going to be quite similar to what's at MGM is yep. it still in? is that still there I can't Just. remember um, and uh, then you get round to some kiddie rides. You have an Aladdin carpet Dumbo experience, yep. which um, was was not open at the time. Otherwise, we would have been right on that shit. Yeah. And then you had uh, a little Cars kiddie ride as well, yes. right? Which I can't even remember exactly what that was. And then you had the most epic of all in terms of queues. Oh. Crush's coaster. Crush's coaster. Cool, blimey. Big old queue. Um, a big old queue. Had that uh, that game that you could play in the ride, a specific Wi-Fi you had to go on. That's right. I don't think I managed to get it to no. work. Yeah, it was a bit of an epic queue. I mean, the first time we queued a fair amount of time, and then uh, it emerged that it had broken down. Yep. And we gave it a little while, and then eventually made the call to just sack it off. Yeah. And then the second time, where I think we went, we kind of busted the gut to get straight over to Crush's Coaster, and we still had to queue about an hour. Yeah. Uh, and this was when we were getting there, sort of before official opening. Yeah. Um, I think it was a Saturday, which uh, makes it a little more understandable as to yeah, why it was so, so busy. Yeah, a lot busier on a Saturday but, uh, both these parks. I'm glad we did it in the end. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really good fun. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's an indoor, for the most part, roller yeah. coaster. It's a slightly outdoor bit, but... Also spins while you're on it. Yes. Sort of like a spinball wizard at Alton Towers, or a dragon challenge at... Uh, Thug Park. Nice. Really good fun. Yeah, 100%. I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, we spoke on the Disneyland Paris trip report about how much I kind of liked the sense of comfort that you uh, that I got from being able to ride familiar rides and walk around places that I kind of recognise from other versions of Disney. But it was nice to do a ride that I had just straight up never done before. Yeah, uh, Crush is my favourite part of finding an email as well. Fair enough. I don't really. I'm not 
Who that are... fussed about Finding Nemo, but Crush is kind of cool. He is. Uh, and you've seen might... the Crush wall at Epcot. Yeah, yeah so the, there's a Crush thing at Epcot which I thought was terrible. Where it, sort of, it interacts with the audience. Yeah. And um, so I was quite grateful to have a Crush theme park experience that was, you know, not rubbish. And then we move around. I mean, I guess this whole sort of area of the park, come to think of it, was Pixar, right? Yeah, it's called uh, like Toon Plaza, I guess. Mm. Toon, I mean, Toon Studio. So, should we do Toy Story Playland first? Um, is this... Yeah. You come through, there's a fantastic, massive buzz. Yeah, he's really cool. And I mean, yeah, I mean, Buzz Lightyear, not as in like the place was buzzing, although I guess it kind of it was. It kind of was. Yeah, people were hyped. And, and there are a few rides in here that I wish I'd had the chance to do. I mean, on the left, as you go in, you've got what I could only describe as like Tower of Terror for kids in a yeah, way. Yeah, it's like a, it's a drop coaster, drop, drop ride. Yeah. So um, you're going up in like Army Man Toy Story parachutes, you're yeah. outside, and then you all get dropped, and then you, I think, you yeah. go back up, and then and you, you jump again. You do a slightly quicker drop into it, and it slowly slows down like you're on a parachute. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, there's a, what I would again describe as sort of outdoor Tower of Terror for kids. At Bush Gardens, I don't know if you've ever done that. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, it's in the eagle. area. It's in the Jungala area of the park. Is it the Eagle one? No. So there's Falcon's Fury. I want to say, Fury. which is outdoor Tower of Terror. That is not for kids. That is terrifying. That's a proper job. That is that is. I want to. Say, that is taller than Sheikra. That goes all the way to the very top and then rotates so that you're looking face down and then drops. Oh, that's really I've cool. only done it once, which was I think when it first opened, it was having major issues. And um, I think we might have got on during like a soft opening period right. and we're able to ride it, and it's terrifying. And then um, I think I think I don't think we've been back that often since, but I've never ridden it again. And I, and I think I don't think it's because I was just scared. I think it was because it was down, but it was scary. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. Um, it was scary. And um, so yeah. And then you had, I guess again, what you could describe as like a kiddie version of one of those. Uh, Classic amusement park boats that spins yeah. and go, does a three sixty, which is traditionally a child ride anyway. Is it? Yeah, like the ones that go three sixty aren't, but no pirate but, ships. Oh, are... there, there are versions of that that don't go all the way over. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was not aware of that. Huh. Yeah. And this one is an RC car, which yeah. is interesting. So it's not like suspended; it's on a track. Yeah. Um, that goes up and down. I I enjoyed that. I thought that it was, was really good fun. It had a good thrill. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were shocked by the uh, motions that it get, you know. Yeah, and I love those kind. Of, I love those rides because you can obviously, when you go all the way up to one of the peaks, you can see all the way across the ride vehicle and look directly into the eyes of the people on the other side and yeah. see the terror with which they are uh, experiencing. It's so good, really good fun. And then, uh, unfortunately, despite it regularly. Having very short queues. Very, having very short queues. Nobody and your best efforts. Nobody would humour me and go on the slinky coaster. You know, you were perfectly allowed to go on there by yourself if you wanted to, Tom. Well, I guess, but I, I would have felt like I was being judged. I mean, I, I'm being judged most of the time anyway, yeah. so maybe I should have just gone on it and it wouldn't have made a difference, but... Uh, no, I really like the theming of the whole Toy Story Land. Yeah, it's cool. Had sort of like the barrel of monkeys were kind of dotted about, and you had like Christmas lights hung up all over the place, which the, kind the of made it like strange things. Uh, well, it was like connects. Yeah, um, and I'm looking forward now to checking out Toy Story Land at MGM under yep. the assumption that it will at least be to this standard. Yes. Uh, although less rights. 
Yeah, different rides as well. Right. I mean, they've got their own slinky coaster, which is not which is a, like this. Which is more like a proper roller coaster. Oh, okay. A lot more like a proper roller coaster. Yeah, the, the one here was just a circle, right? Yeah, it's not really a, a, like, it's not really a roller it's, coaster. It's a ride. Is it? Yeah. Whereas this one, the one at uh, MGM is a like a, like a barnstormer. Yeah, and it has like launch sections. Oh, interesting. Much like the Hulk or Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh wow! Yeah, I did not expect you to compare Slinky to the Hulk. Uh, not quite. Here as we are. Quick. Okay. And doesn't do loop de loops. Oh well. But alas, yes, one can dream. Um, and then, arguably, the highlight of perhaps the whole park. Yeah. Ratatouille. Yeah. In a, a in a Ratatouille area. La Adventure Totalmente Kidaremi. My favourite part of the queue here was that beforehand uh, I bought a pretzel that I ate yes, in the queue. Yes, so did I. Yeah. It was a long queue, so yeah. we were like, we need to yeah. prepare for this. And I feel like I need a pretzel because I'm at Disney. Yeah. So got a pretzel. But that whole area is all themed to France. It is, there's a... Uh, it was almost like we were in France. It, it was, was in... it was weird. <laughs> it was very impressive. Um, but there's a genuinely pretty swanky restaurant there, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Which you can catch a glimpse of whilst on the ride. Yeah. But you can also obviously see from outdoors, and they've got you know live music playing outside to kind of co- coax you in, and uh, I'm sure it's very nice in there. Yes. In fact, all the food offerings seemed like a far more. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it wasn't just your sort of burgers. Get your burgers. Get your hot dogs. There was I saw a vegan stand at one point. Yeah. Well, so they had like a. Um, food and wine sort of thing going on that day. Oh, okay. Or that week. Mm. Um, probably that month. Uh, so you had, yeah, you had, there's a vegan stands, there's different countries that you could get food from. Mm. It's quite cool. Yeah. Uh, you had your paella and your, and your, that's right. There's like a Greek stand and, yeah. Yeah. Um, really cool, actually, the, not, past the pretzel, where it's like, as you go through the queue, it's like you're shrinking down to, rat size yes they 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 craft that illusion very effectively um and eventually a sort of scurrying along rooftops yes and you see the chef who the chef that remy idolizes so much and i must admit um i have like fond memories of ratatouille but i have only seen it once and it would have been about 10 years ago so i'm struggling to remember the name of the chef it's not gas no he's Uh, gonna say gaston is it gusto yeah um, the restaurant is called Gusto's. Ah, right. So there's a, a sign above Gusto's which Gusto is on, mm. and he sort of comes to life. And yeah, when I say the restaurant, the restaurant in the film. Yes, yeah. not the restaurant in the actual park, not the real life restaurant. Yeah. And yeah, the queue area is good. It's it's probably among the best themed queue areas that we uh, we went through. Uh, if you can hear any banging and bashes in, in the background, those are uh, workmen. Uh, building a roller coaster yes. in uh, Josh's back garden, it's yeah. so that we can really um, claim, you know, stake our claim to be nope. serious theme park fans. I want to look bigger, bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, and then when you eventually get on the ride, rather sort of unnervingly in a weird way, you get in. You, you're in a rat. Yeah. It's like you're in a rat's corpse. Six, six people <laughs> squeeze into a rat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Worst start to a joke ever. A hundred percent. But then again, I don't know. Like my only point of comparison for this, and let me be clear that this is way better. But just in terms of the type of ride that it is, um, it being a trackless system, um, it's uh, similar to the Penguin uh, ride at SeaWorld, um, <laughs> yeah. which I think might have actually come after this. So 
Um, I can't, you know, the Penguin Ryan, I don't think, can claim to have influenced uh, Ratatouille. SeaWorld go through some tough times. It's a really bad ride. Like, it feels like it cost about 15 quid. And (laughs) and they're very lucky that at the end of it, they've got, like, a pretty elite Penguin exhibit because, the yeah, the ride's terrible. Uh, But this ride's great. It's really fantastic. They're sort of... They combine so many different elements of, like rides but also sort of 4d shows 4d experiences yeah um they don't overly rely on screens which i think you can accuse like universal of in recent years yeah i feel like gringotts feels that way to me personally yeah Um, so this one there's still a good amount of actual like you feel like you're actually making your way through sets there are sort of yeah uh and so if you if you don't know uh so it's a tractor system there are three rats that sort of follow each other through the action and they spin around each other and move around and take different routes and because it's trackless uh, they just can dance around it's really cool uh, and you have as you go through as Tom was saying there are screens uh, you have aromas you have you know, oh yes fake you have like fake fire with heat coming down from oh yes there. so there's a bit where you end up sort of under a stove yeah and yeah that bit's very well done and you sort of look up and you see where the stoves are being turned on and it gets all hot uh, you go through a food cupboard and yeah, uh, you can the smell fridge, all yeah. the food. Um, there's a bit where the uh, the head chef sort of is looking for you underneath like cupboards and stuff, and you the the position of the screens. It's it's very well done. Again, like much like the queue, you really get a sense that you are tiny. Yes, which you know I didn't need to go on a ride then, to get that sensation. But it's but... not just screens; it's got actual props. So there's actual like human-sized grapes. And... Yes. Uh, or bigger than human, uh, big grape, big ass grapes, big grapes, and uh, you know, uh, was it like pepper graters? Pepper, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. They're not a grater. It's not a grater, but uh, no, grinder. I'm in the kitchen. Grinder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really cool. Just pepper like graters. The cross between screens. Can you imagine how tedious that would be. Props. Putting salt on your chips if you had to use a grater. Oh. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I especially liked how the end is basically the exactly the same as the ending of the Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, except all the wizards are replaced with rats. Yeah. You sort of get to the end. <laughs> there's this big screen in front of you and there's this, this huge crowd of rats going, thanks everyone, yeah, bye. you saved the day. Yeah. Um, and all I could think of at that point was Dumbledore. <laughs> and, and the guys were waving to me as I saved the day. In Hogwarts. Yeah. And you come out and you spin around, you spin into your place, doors open, yeah, off you go. Indeed. Yes. Um, really good. You really walk good. past the restaurant as you leave. You do. And kind of feel a bit envious because it looks quite swish. Mm. And of course, this ride is coming to Epcot, is that right? It is, to the uh, France Pavilion. Makes sense. Yes. And it's going to be, you know, as far as we're aware, sort of a straight copy. Pretty much. Mm. A good addition, I think it will be. And that'll be open what for the 40th anniversary. What a bit Yoda there. Mm. Um, I guess the final thing to mention, which um, I rudely uh, forgot about as we were making our way through our map, yeah. was the Backlot Tour, yes. which is still at Paris uh, for now, and was again very familiar to anyone who has done the floor or who did the Florida version when it was still there. Um, the highlight, of course, being the bit where you are in like a canyon, yeah, and a uh, big tanker explodes and water barrels down towards you, and you rock around a little bit. Always good fun. Jeremy Irons was on the uh, video yeah, yeah. on the ride, and um, some French lady. And some French lady. Uh, it did feel very old. 
You know, yes. can, this is going to be, uh, I assume, gotten rid of as part of the Star Wars expansion that is, is. Uh, in the works. There's a Cars area, the uh, Cars extension going to be added. So well, there's a Cars ride there right now. I yeah. think that's going to get removed, get moved. Mm. Uh, they're going to put a new Cars area in there with, I think there might be a, like a hotel going into the park as well. Huh. It's going to be um, the Cozy Cones, which is the motel in Cars. Right. Um, and there's also going to be the Star Wars land. Galaxy's Edge is also going to come as well. So there's big plans for the Walt Disney Studios Park. Yes, well, so last year or the year before, Disney, so Disney never used to own Paris. It was owned by uh, local investors, mm. uh, and it was always making a loss. So they weren't running it properly. Blah 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 blah. Disney basically bought it out right now. So now they're heavily investing in the park. Nice. Yeah. And what's the kind of time scale on some of this stuff? Do we know? In terms of Marvel Land and Star Wars Land, uh, as far as I'm aware, they haven't broken uh, ground on the Star Wars stuff yet. Uh, the Marvel stuff is uh, already in motion. Nice. Yes, I believe Lights Motors Action is already shut. Oh. Reasons to be excited then for Walt Disney Studios Park. Um, yeah, I liked it as it was. I'm very much looking forward to going um, back again once this stuff has been added. Yeah, um, yeah, I liked it as it was, but yeah, I can I 100% see like. You know, some of it could do with a with a with a new coat of paint yes. or, or a facelift, and so the idea of uh, some of this stuff being um, improved and and replaced is exciting. Yeah, uh, we should probably mention. Uh, I don't think we mentioned it last time last week, but we went uh, in school time. Yeah, UK school time. Yeah, it was not that busy during the week. Got very busy at the weekend when the local residents were on holiday or like on their weekend. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. So if you can, obviously if you've got kids, this isn't really possible, but school time during the week is obviously always the best time to go. Yeah. Uh, if you can't do that, you know, check check the local guides, I guess. You know, there's always, you know, Disneyland guide websites that you can check out to see when the best times to go are. Yeah, definitely. But uh, no, I really enjoyed it. Overall, would you say it matched your expectations or exceeded them? Exceeded them. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, that'll just about do it for what is our second trip report and our final trip report from our Disneyland Paris visit. We'll be back next week and um, our next trip report, whether that's next week or uh, in uh, one of the weeks to come, not sure, will be Universal Studios Singapore. Sure will. Um, so look forward to that. But um, we will try to keep you updated as to what exactly the plan is on all our social media pages. We are now on Facebook Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Park Rush Podcast is the account name on each of those. And then on SoundCloud, we're at Park Rush. But if you prefer, you can now find us on uh, Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, yep. which is very exciting. And presumably uh, as well, you'll be able to grab us on any of your other preferred podcasting apps. I found us on uh, Podcast Addict. Nice. Yep. Very good. Yep. Uh, so yeah, plenty of ways to find us if you uh, like what you've heard. Thanks very much for listening, Josh. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Uh, we we will be back uh, next week with some show of some description. Until then, au revoir.